We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This week, the Department of Justice charged dozens of people with fraud in the ongoing scandal around the now disgraced Feeding Our Future organization. It's the biggest case to date regarding misappropriating pandemic relief, and it happened in our own backyard. So what does this all mean? Well, joining us to talk about it is Joe Tamburino. He's the owner of the Kaplan and Tamburino Law Firm. He's joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How you doing, sir? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing very well. My goodness, when I first started hearing about this, I just couldn't believe it. I kept thinking to myself, oh, you know, some people were saying, well, maybe they just made mistakes. None of us here in Minnesota, I think, this is probably a, a bad way to say it, but honestly, I believe that we thought no way that would happen here, but it did. Tell us what this all means. Well, it's the second largest fraud in Minnesota history. The first one, obviously, was the Tom Petters case. That was $3.6 billion. But it's the largest government fraud uh, tying into COVID funds. So it's a huge amount of money, $250 million. There are 50 people charged, 47 of which have been indicted by a grand jury, and three which are being charged by what's called an information, which is like a criminal complaint. And those three, it appears, are cooperating with the government. So they're probably giving information on the other 47. But it was amazing that it went on for as long as it did. And as we know, um, there were a couple of times where the Minnesota Department of Education raised some red flags on this. So it really should have been caught quicker. I agree with that. You know, some people say maybe these people um, that have already been caught um, will actually serve a large amount of, of, of time. Or is this something like a white collar crime? Because in my mind, initially, I would have thought that it was white collar. But because of 250 million being stolen and stolen from children, my goodness, now I think y'all, y'all need to go deep into the prisons. <laughs> Well, that's correct, because what's happening is technically you would say it's a white collar crime because it involves money. However, because it's money of covid funds that should have been going to children who need the nutrition and um, it's, it's just such a large amount of 250 million that these folks will be doing a hefty amount of prison time. I mean, there's just no way around it. Now, the people who are cooperating say we can assume those three that were not charged by indictment and they're going to be pleading guilty and cooperating, they might get a little bit of time. That's true. But by far, the majority of people will be looking at significant prison time. Okay. So when you say um, this was federally funded, how uh, did the feds know this? Who discovered when this happened here in the state of Minnesota? Who discovered this? 
Well, first, the Minnesota Department of Education. What happens is these are federal funds, COVID funds, that get funneled through the state. So with this particular program, it went through MDE, which is the Minnesota Department of Education. And when the Department of Education realized that in 2020, uh, things were getting pretty out of hand with Feeding Our Future, they decided to cut off some of their funding. Well, Feeding Our Future then went to court. And in approximately June of 2021, they won a motion in Ramsey County and stating that they couldn't just have their funds cut off. So the Department of Education had to continue to fund them. However, the Department of Education really should have appealed that judge's ruling, and that's up to the Attorney General's office. So basically, things started, the wheels started coming off in 2021. Okay, so Mm -hmm. if it started in 2021, how long did it take it to get to this point? I mean, didn't they know pretty quickly? Um, some say that it was some, some people would write and say, well, you know, they didn't really know that they were making this mistake, but then there were others involved that knew exactly what they were doing. So if this started in 2021, here we are at, you know, nearing the end of 2022, and they know that the, these people are guilty. Have they decided they're guilty? Or is they have to go through the whole process just like any other, um, person that did something illegal, illegal, right? Yes, two things. Number number one, they have to go through the whole process. They are still presumed innocent. They are entitled to a 12-person jury trial. They're entitled to all the rights that we all share. But number two is back in 21, when the Minnesota Department of Education was in front of a district court judge in Ramsey County, that's really when the state should have stepped in more. Because at that time, The attorney general's office usually represents the different agencies of the state, including the Minnesota Department of Education. So really, when the Department of Education lost that motion in court, they should have appealed it. Now, it seems that people in that department, because basically they weren't getting anywhere stateside, went to the FBI for help. And then once the FBI got involved, of course, they took, as they usually do, they do an extensive investigation, and that took about a year from them. So really back in the spring and early summer of 21 is when the state should have stepped in. Okay, so here's what's really um, bothering me, I think. When you say $250 million, that kind of you know, lays on your ears in a certain way, but not nearly as much as it would if we say a quarter of a billion dollars was stolen. A quarter of a billion dollars, I think, will attack our hearts, you know, will come and get us and say, if you don't understand how bad this was, it was a quarter of a billion dollars. To me, that statement makes a lot of sense. And the words that are always used around these type of white collar schemes and and, and worse, it really matters how it is... um, um, Put in the the Star Tribune or any of the newspapers, magazines, television, you know, whatever it goes, how they word it really matters. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that because a quarter of a billion dollars is true. That's how much money appears to have been stolen. And it was taken from a fund that truly was made to help children get lunches, meals, nutrition. And that's very important. And it was so brazen that one of the examples that the federal authorities use is the city of Wilmer, which is a small town, you know, due west of here. They have about 21,000 people, and they only have 4,500 students. Well, according to the federal authorities, 
they have evidence that as many as two or two and uh, two thousand five hundred students were getting funding for this type of nutrition program. Well, that's impossible. That would make, basically mean that half the students in Wilmer were supposedly getting fed through this program. So that's how thick um, and how extensive this whole uh, fraud was going on pursuant to the federal government. And what did these idiots um, do with the money that they stole? Well, according to what the U.S. Attorney's Office has issued in their press release and information is uh, they did a bunch of things with the money. They bought property. They went on trips. Uh, they sent some money over broad to different uh, people in different countries. They basically enriched themselves. And all of that money was just being done, you know, basically within a matter of two to three years. I mean, think about it. $250 million was squandered in as little as three years. That's a lot of money to go out in such a short period of time. And, of course, they also spent money on luxury cars, houses, jewelry, the typical stuff, you know, coastal resort property abroad. It's really quite ridiculous. So what then is going to happen, uh, in, in your humble opinion? Well, the first thing is they're going to go through the criminal process. They will have to go through arraignment. They'll go through pretrials. They might have motion hearings all the way up to a jury trial. And if any of them wish to have a jury trial, they can have that. Now, I'm sure some of them will be trying to work out deals early on. And we won't know that because that's going to be confidential information. And we don't know what type of plea offers will be given to them. But then at the same time, the federal government will be trying to get some of the money back. So what will they do? They'll forfeit property. They'll put holds on bank accounts. They'll try whatever they can to just recoup the loss that happened. Now, I don't think they're ever going to be able to come close to getting the whole $250 million, but who knows? Maybe they could get 10 20 maybe even $50 million back. So that's what's going to be happening. I remember many years ago, uh, it was President Clinton who was encouraging students going to college to please, you know, um, if you, you want to be a medical doctor, that'd be great. But don't be we don't need any more lawyers. So let's look at technology. I, I remember him saying that. Um, and of course, I, I changed the words a little bit. But seriously, and now we really need more lawyers. Are there enough lawyers in the state of Minnesota, as well as in D.C., that may need to be a part of this? may need to deal with this. Do we have enough people that's even available considering all the other stuff that's going on? Yes, we do. I mean, there are a lot of lawyers in Minnesota. And in the federal system, they have what's called a federal defender's panel. So there's a regular public defender's office for the federal system in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But they also have quite a large list of attorneys, private attorneys, who will take on these cases. So say out of these 47 people or 50 people, a handful are going to be part of the public defender's office. The other 40 or 45 will go to various attorneys. And we don't know. Some of these individuals might also hire their own attorneys. But there are plenty of attorneys, and I, I think they'll all be able to find representation. So what, what is next? We know that the children um, did not get the, the funds, did not get the food. How are those children doing? How were they able to eat? How was the food provided knowing that a quarter of a billion dollars was stolen? Well, a couple of things. We do know that some of the children were fed. But the other part of it is there really weren't all those children. See, that's part of the fraud. So what the federal oh. government is alleging is that all of these kids didn't really exist. They weren't feeding 
3,000 people in Wilmer. Rather, they're alleging that that was all made up. So, yes, some of these meals were going out. But what the federal government is saying is that most of them went to fictitious individuals. They simply weren't giving out the food to actual kids. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about yeah, you, but I am expensive. truly affected by that. I am truly affected by your words. Mm-hmm. I, you, it's just mm-hmm. so, uh, it's, it's shameful. You know, this is something that has fallen on the state. And was it, how many other places here in Minnesota? Was it rural parts of Minnesota that people were involved? Because it was a bunch sure. of them involved. Did they come from all over? Well, yes. I mean, most of it was in the Twin Cities. But according to what the federal authorities have said in their press conference and releases, it was basically throughout the state, though most of it was pretty much contained in the Twin City city area. But, you know, they're going to be looking at all these programs. I mean, Minnesota's not going to be the only one under the microscope. I'm sure right now the authorities are looking at where did all the other monies go to? We just happened to, you know, obviously get this problem first. But I mean, who knows what other kind of frauds are out there over the COVID funds? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I, I, I feel as though so many things are crumbling in our lives. Can you just tell me how do you deal with, you know, six or seven cases that are on your shoulders and something like this comes for it? And if you were to get the call to be involved in handling or, or uh, handling some of these rotten people, I can imagine, only imagine what you think. Have you consider, considered that at all? And if you were, would you actually um, step forward and, and, and uh, do this case? Uh, no, you, attorneys are allowed to pick and choose their cases. So there are cases that come your way where you say, you know, I'm just not interested. And it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And that happens in our office, you know, a couple of times a year uh, where you just get a case where you just say, you know, I'm just not going to represent you on this. I wish you luck. Please look elsewhere. So you don't have to take every case and something like this. Yeah. I mean, not only would it be extremely time consuming, but there's also a lot of evidence, at least what the federal government is saying against these individuals. So it would be a really tough case too. Absolutely. Um, Attorney Joe Tamburini, I, Tamburino, I really appreciate you joining yeah. us tonight. And, um, you know, I hope we get a chance to discuss this again as, as these things start unfolding and getting deeper and deeper. I really believe it will get deeper and deeper. So we'll see. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me on. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 